Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We've established an audio medium where people are scared to talk. Let's all give Nick Saban three fingers. We apologize. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Sergey Bobka. Ground beef. Mark Hawkman. That's my top category on you porn. McRib dunking. So was Argentina close to Germany? <laughs> Meow. Chatting. Crowder. I set my house on fire at eight years old. That's why I got the butt foot. I know how to barbecue. I like my coals hot. You set yourself up as an idiot, you can be an idiot. Alejandro Solana. Hawk, when you mispronounce something, that is better than sex for me. Sports. If I say a duck and pull a truck, uh huh. Hug him up. To what? To the truck. Shout out to String I love it when you call me Big Papa. Throw your hands up in the air if you're a true player. More sports. Man, you 40 years old, Jimmy. Put your meat on the table. Let them know. Where mama at? Boston, we're coming for that ass. The most sports. Who's bigger, Taylor Swift or Pusha T? The Huckman and Crowder extravaganza begins now. A lot of people think that this show is kind of off the cuff, that it's not well planned out. Well... We put all the music, we script all our bits months in advance. So several months ago, when we knew tonight was going to be Heat Blazers, I mean, we uh, we fired up Peppas in the machine, ready to kick off one of the biggest nights in basketball tonight. And uh, we didn't know how to reverse out of it. And so we're, uh, we're just kind of forging ahead. Um, I know it's actually for last night, but it was funny. I saw Tim Reynolds tweeted out today. There are $1 tickets for tonight's Heat Blazers game in Portland. $1 tickets on the resale market. And it makes sense. If you're in Portland and you know that this is going to be a rebuilding year, even if you know that you're getting something in return for Dame, you know that he's going to Miami. If you're going to buy some tickets in advance thinking that you're going to make a mint, you're going to buy these Heat Blazers tickets for tonight. So now I imagine what happened was tonight there are thousands of people who own tickets in Portland for the Dame Lillard homecoming, except it's not happening. And so they're trying to unload their tickets. The resale market, obviously I say it all the time, free market system. The market will tell you what something is worth. The tickets tonight are worth one dollar. 
<laughs> it's pretty amazing. In just the course of a couple of months, what could have been one of the biggest nights on the NBA docket is truly just a meaningless night because now the Heat don't even care if they win because last night was such a great dub. You almost don't even care what happens tonight. You know what, though, Portland fans? You can watch something better than Damian Lillard's return in a Heat jersey on your home floor. You can watch the Dame package obliterate you again tonight like they did to the Kings last night. You know, Joe Cronin tonight should hear let's go Heat chants the way Sacramento was chanting let's go Heat. During heat the up nine with under 30 seconds to go. All right, I talked through the, the Heat chant last time. Here they go. Let's hope we get some tonight because Joe Cronin needs to hear that. Joe got, Cronin needs to hear it. We got to chant it in Serbian, and we all know how now, thanks to Jimmy Butler's dinner with Niko Jovic last night. I the heat. I the heat. I the heat. I the heat. Yeah, I don't know if Jimmy got it because he – you know, I watched it several times. So Jovic was saying something close to, like, I the heat, something like that, uh-huh. and – Jimmy took it as I the heat, which is a great chance. Uh-huh. That's like, uh, you know, we want uh, we want Florida, you know, I the heat. It's, it's a great chant. We should be selling shirts that say I the heat. I the um, heat. There was more D right? in there, right? Like there's a little more yeah, D. There's something. It's not I the heat. I know it's not, but that's what Jimmy took it as. And I the heat. I the heat. I the heat. <laughs> Um, Crowder is off today. He is doing famous person things or get a kick out of his life or ducking the show after he laughed off DeLon Wright having a big game last night and uh, DeLon Wright had a big game last night. I don't know, Hawk. I mean, if, if he wants to pretend like he's this big time, big deal, he's doing something, who knows what, I think he's ducking the show because he didn't want to face the music. He is taping analysis for EA Sports today. <laughs> up in New Jersey in the NFL offices so that you can hear the dulcet tones of Channing Crowder during your video game play. They better not ask him about DeLon Wright. (laughs) So the one night that I need Duncan Robinson to hit threes, I bet on him last night. Mm -hmm. So I had a, uh, had a wager for Caleb Martin to hit over one and a half threes. He had two threes in the first couple of minutes. So Caleb Martin, which was the part of the parlay that I was nervous about. Duncan needed over three and a half threes. That to me was going to be a slam dunk because we we said it all, dur- all during the show yesterday. If they're going to score, you know, without Jimmy, without Terry, without Tyler, Duncan's going to have to put up some points. So I figured, yeah, and he was spotting up from three the Friday night in uh, New Orleans. I looked at the box score. He had five threes. So I figured, yeah, he'll hit four threes. And he stunk from shooting. All of a sudden, he became Magic Johnson. Yeah, he's prime John Stockton last night. He's prime John Stockton. So I don't understand what happened. I'm thrilled that he's developed a complete game. But not last night, jackass. Hit some threes. I couldn't hit the side of a barn. You've turned on Duncan Robinson? That's right, because I bet on him. I bet on him. Nobody asked you to pass your ass off last night. What do you have, 11 assists? 
11 dime skis last night from dunks. Ridiculous. There was a uh, email to Ira Winderman and the Sun Sentinel that said that may have been the best win of the year. Incredible. Amazing. They did it with smoke and mirrors and with seven players, not counting Cole Swider or Alondis Williams. And Ira says, first, incredible and amazing are apt descriptions when it comes to the performance, considering the injuries and absences, but definitely not smoke and mirrors. That sells the players short. In fact, one of the things I thought was most impressive was when a tied-up ball forced the Heat to burn a fourth-quarter timeout and therefore forced the players to find a way on their own to stem the Kings' comeback without coaching intervention, and they did. What Bam Adebayo did with his effort was not smoke and mirrors. What Kevin Love did with his brief minutes was not smoke and mirrors. What Jaime Jaquez Jr. did with the game in the balance was not smoke and mirrors. What Duncan Robinson did with his passing on a night his shot was off was not smoke and mirrors. What DeLon Wright did in his first game with the Heat by getting the team settled when it had to be settled was not smoke and mirrors. And what Caleb Martin and Haywood Highsmith did with relentless hustle assuredly was not smoke and mirrors. No, not smoke and mirrors, just straight fire. That's what Ira Winderman says, and he's right. And that's the Eric Spolstra mantra right now, which was don't sell the 5 through 15 guys short. I think I read something after the game that uh, De'Aaron Fox was was saying something along the lines of it's kind of a league-wide joke that no matter who the Heat puts out there, they look like they've been playing together for five years and have won three championships. <laughs> Like, no matter who they put out there, listen, the Heat should have been run off the court last night. They should have been run off the court last night. Sacramento, we talked about it. They're a good team. Heat were depleted. It didn't matter. And Duncan Robinson couldn't hit a three, couldn't hit a shot, let alone a three. And it didn't matter. It was wild last night. I was I was very impressed by that Heat team. It's not it, – it's it, – it's the collective effort, Hawk, because, you know, it is wild that DeLon Wright can make his – he's making his debut. He's had one practice or two practices with the Heat since being signed. He was out of the rotation on a team that's won, I think, 12 games this season in Washington. He comes here. Not only does he make his debut, he gets a start, and he plays 38 minutes last night. So you could talk about the collective effort, the way these guys buy in. But, bro, last night, the individual efforts, too, were just absurd because Jaime Jaquez Jr. in the third and fourth quarter, I mean, he put Sabonis in a blender. He hit some of the biggest shots. I was watching his shot make uh, his, his makes got that triple double, today. by the way. Yeah, he always does. He always does. But Well, thanks. When I told you it was plus 160 and you talked me out of it. I didn't talk you out of it. I told you. You did Sabonis. talk me out of it. Go back and listen to that segment because I said – you said, look at Sabonis double-double. He's a double-double machine. It was minus 900. It was ridiculous. Then I said, Sabonis triple-double plus 165. You were like, eh. Well, I kind of thought, you know, it'd be a bencher starters in the fourth, uh, fourth quarter kind of game oh, for the kids. Oh, that is true. That, that was our analysis. Yeah. yeah. That Sacramento was going to be able to rest their starters in the fourth quarter. But dude has two triple-doubles against the Miami Heat this season. Zero wins. I mean, come on. Do something that's going to help your team. Kevin Love played 15 minutes. He had 19 points, Hawk. 15 minutes. 
He had 19 points. Looked like vintage Kevin Love. He did it in 15 minutes. And then Ed, Kayla Martin's knocking down threes. Haywood Highsmith was knocking down threes. Like, everybody contributed on an individual basis. You know who wasn't basis. knocking down threes? Duncan the guy Robinson. I had in the parlay, <laughs> Duncan Robinson, who's automatic from three. Get over it, man. Best heat win of the season, and you're worried about gambling. Get over it. Ridiculous. Get over it. It was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. Hit a shot, Duncan. I mean, Jaime Hawkes Jr. had Sabonis and Kevin Werder in a blender. In a blender, brother. That was that was something else, man. That was something else last night. By the way, we're giving away heat tickets every day this week on the show. Heat Wizards, March 10th at the Kaseya Center. So keep listening. Sometime before 6 o'clock, we'll give away a pair. Let's get headlines with Solana. We have uh, Clay Ferrero joining us today. We'll talk some Miami Heat with him. Josh Appel, our friend. We can talk some Panthers with him. They're back in action tonight and some Marlins as well. Uh, Marlins will be starting up the... Uh, I think it's almost one month from today. Is it March 28th? I think it's one month and a day from one today. One month and a day. They open up against the Pirates, 4.10 p.m., I believe, at uh, Lone Depot Park on March 28th. Very cool. It'll be here before you know it. So we'll uh, we'll have some fun today, give away heat tickets as well. Let's get headlines here. Start out the program with Alejandro Solana. They're driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Super Center. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. Hawk, I am urging the Miami Heat. I don't know who I have to email, whether it's Michael McCullough. I don't know. A We Have Enough t-shirt. Let's go. Right now. Take my money, Miami Heat. No. no. A We Have Enough t-shirt. Email Michael McCullough right now. I the Heat. <laughs> I the heat. I the heat. I the heat. They have to do something with that. I the heat. I the heat. I the heat. It's like instead of the culture courts, can we have I the heat courts? I the heat. I the heat. I the heat. Can we honor Dwayne Wade with an eye the heat night? <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> at the Kaseya Center. All right, there we go. Getting back to D-Wade, huh? <laughs> Man, last night, like, I, I I, stayed up till 5 in the morning just watching highlight. Couldn't go to bed. I, I'm, just, I'm just watching Jaime Jaquez Jr. put the entire Sacramento Kings team on their ass. Every single one of them. All of them. Like, we the North, I the heat. <laughs> put uh mike bibby's nba final stats on a t-shirt too i'll buy that in a second that bum <laughs> so the expectation tonight against the blazers second night of a back-to-back heat by the way eight and two in their last 10 they've won four straight two and oh after the all-star break to start this west coast road trip portland's lost eight straight the expectation is Nico Jovic will be back tonight. Bam Adebayo will be back tonight. And there's a possibility Tyler and Rogier play tonight. All right. That's a 10 p.m. start time. Another late one. You can hear the game, of course, on WQAM. Doesn't, doesn't feel terrible when, uh, when it ends like it did last night. Those late night starts, they suck when you get run off the court. 
But when it it was last night, like you're like, huh, that was fun. I could do this for another couple hours. Hell yeah, let's go. I mean, maybe for you, you know, once the game is over, it's like twelve forty five, one a.m. You know, I'm uh, I'm talking to nobody until two fifteen in the morning. That's a little different. I'm watching on TV though. I wasn't listening on the radio, right. but on TV, I think there's a lot of people watching the post game. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, you got Jimmy listening on the radio, I think. Weren't uh, you listening to the post game last night, Jimmy? I was here. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> Jimmy and Tommy Tommy. I the post game. <laughs> I the post game. Um, <laughs> you, you mentioned the Marlins a month away from opening day. Skip Schumacher today announced Jesus Luzardo. Zeus will be the Miami Marlins opening day starter i like it yes sir panthers host the sabers tonight 7 p.m second of a three-game homestand at the Amarant bank arena and that mike mcdaniel speaking to the media at the nfl combine or he spoke to the media at the nfl yeah. combine a lot of really good nuggets from uh from coach mcdaniel here's a couple quick ones um from daniel yafusi i was just following along different reporters joe shad david friones oyafusi uh mcdaniel says he is, quote, very encouraged by the prospects of the Dolphins reaching a long-term deal with Tua Tungavailoa. Quote, my belief has always been strong in Tua. All right. Good news for us Tua lovers. Bad news for us not Tua lovers. That's right. And then he was asked uh, if he expected Christian Wilkins to be on the roster next year from Joe Shad. Quote, yeah, I hope so. Don't you? We love good players. A good, uh, it's a good answer. Yeah, he's in midseason form. Real cutesy, Mike McDaniel. David Furonis tweets, Mike McDaniel said he's giving Teron Armstead his time and making a decision on his retirement. There's a lot of Dolphins fans that don't want Teron Armstead back. I'm very surprised I do want that. him back, but I, I made it clear when Crowder was here. I don't want him to be a stalwart of the offensive line. I don't want it to be, hey, here's our guy. Right and hopefully you get 14 games out of him. I want him to be on that offensive line, but I want to go in knowing that he's going to give you seven, eight games, and they're going to be just standout performances because they always are. But the notion that he's going to be some sort of every uh, every Sunday player, that like we can't do that. Right, yeah. He can't be like the best option you have right. week in and week out on the offensive he's line. He's a luxury complete luxury especially if you're not going to have Connor Williams back and Robert Hunt may not be back either like if if you have to be able to go out and spend money on the offensive line draft an offensive lineman and bolster it because if you're relying on Tron Armstead's old ass to be healthy every week it's going to be this year right where he's missing six or seven games Speaking of old asses, uh, David Fronis tweets that uh, Mike McDaniel said he was never expecting to have to replace Vic Fangio as defensive coordinator during the past season. He said he and Fangio had, quote, extensive conversations that were extremely healthy at the end of the year, and then they decided to mutually part. I could see that as all season long. McDaniel thinks he's cracking Fangio, like his – quirky witty personality in his head he's like yeah he's warming up to me he's he's not he's not showing I always do this right to the I always do this to these guys Uh 
and they warm up to me, you know? And at the end of the year, Fangs is like, hey, no, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out, Listen, bro. Anything. I'm going to do bird watching. <laughs> I don't know if the Eagles are going to offer me a job or not. Like, whatever's out there, I'm going to take it. I have my resume up on Indeed.com, and just, I got to get away from you. McDaniel's like, really? I, uh, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. It didn't warm up to me, huh? <laughs> Here's a cake. <laughs> <laughs> Cakes weren't enough for you, huh? <laughs> what if I get you a nice pair of Nikes? <laughs> like uh, Fangio's, you know, playing bridge with his bridge <laughs> club. Yeah, no, he's like... This young he's buying cakes. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Big Fangio, last cake he had was like one of those Sara Lee pound cakes in the refrigerator. Your weather from the Demesman and Dover law firm. Call them 866-954-MORE. YourAccidentAttorneys.com. Free consultations 24-7. Again, 866-954-MORE. Partly cloudy in South Florida. But a gorgeous afternoon, it really is, in Miami. Tonight, the lows will be in the low 70s, upper 60s. Hawk, that is your weather. I'm trying to build a tough-as-nails defense. This guy's got a staff baker. (laughs) What is going on in this world? I think he likes me. I think uh, think I'm really making some headway with him. I'm going to crack him. I'm gonna. He's warming up to me. Trust. He me. really seemed to like that last cake that uh, <laughs> that, that we ordered. <laughs> I think he really got a kick out of the contest that I had to decorate all the different rooms for Christmas. I think uh, I think Vic Fangio really enjoyed that part. I think he's coming in. He's got uh, he's got some mistletoe. Mm-hmm. He's got some of those candy cane M and M's. You know. Big candy canes filled with M and M's. He's gonna put those up in the uh, in the defensive meeting room. Yeah, I think he really, really likes me. It's like, uh, let, let's try pound cake this week. Maybe that'll get him. If a tapioca frosting, his language, right? Yeah, I want to speak his language. And Entermans. <laughs> let's do an Entermans. Did you say Entermans? Entermans, the pound cake. Yes, Entenmann's. There's Entenmann's. no R in Entenmann's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. Good try, though, Jimmy. Well, listen, I, Jimmy, I mean, if Solana said it, I'd call him out. There is no, because he used to say, what'd you call Zephyr Hills? No, it's Zephyr Hills. <laughs> it's not Zephyr Hills. Zephyr Hills. It's Zephyr Hill. It's Zephyr Hills. No, it's Zephyr Hills. No, but Entenmann's is Ent-a-Mins. Yeah. There's no R in there. So there, there's no Entenmann's. Unless you're doing like a... Uh, American Pie situation, and you're, you're entering <laughs> the Entenmann's. But that's a whole nother story, Jimmy. Uh. You may have stumbled into something. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jimmy's like, ooh, time for a little Entenmann's. Mm. <laughs> By the way, you buy a box of the Entenmann's, like, you know, the the little chocolate chip cookies that they sell? I could go through that entire box. So those little mini ones, the little mini ones, but they're very soft. You know, they're not. Right. They're, they're not. My tough. mom used to buy those when we were kids. Like there were very few soft cookies when we were kids. Right. If you didn't bake cookies, cookies were hard in the seventies. Uh-huh. That's just the way that it was. Entenmann's kind of cracked the code. You had the Chips Ahoy. Uh, they came out with the, the, chewy. the chewy Chips Ahoy. So good. And not great. What? But the uh, the Entenmann's. 
little little chocolate chip cookies. Right. Man, you could pop those things. You don't even know that you've had 70 of them. <laughs> it's so good. Crazy. Man. I haven't had an Entenmann's anything in forever. Because they have like the mini donuts also, right? Yeah, but they used to sell like pound cakes. Entenmann's used yeah. to have like pound cakes that you'd put in the fridge. Like full-size pound cake yeah. that you'd put in the fridge. I think they have chocolate cakes too. But yeah, they have the personal-size snack cakes as well i could do this for four hours snack cakes you're you're talking my language i would like to revisit at some point you hating on chips ahoy the chewy variety i i happen to believe those are on the mount rushmore of cookies like really cookies not not just cookies you can buy it's not even the best chips ahoy i mean if you're gonna get a chips ahoy chocolate chip cookie you get the original you crunch into it you bite into it you, you you crunch your teeth and you like it it's not because if I want a hard cookie and I'm buying it from the store, right? A packaged hard cookie, Chips Ahoy, the classic Chips Ahoy, doesn't even break the top five of cookies I could really? buy that are hard. But the chewy, the soft. Are you chewy including one, like an Oreo in there? I am. I am including okay. an Oreo. I am. All right. I mean, soft batch cookies, or uh, you never heard of that? Soft batch? No, I've never heard yeah. of that. Because I, I, I love, you know, grandma's cookies. So you could buy, like, it, it, it's an individually wrapped grandma's cookies, soft, chewy, and it comes two cookies inside the packaging. And I grew up on those, man. But the Chips Ahoy Chewy. I don't know chewy, if I know what that is. We have it here in the, uh, the, grandma's? the vending machine. Oh, the I do cookies. know what those are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's garbage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's always funny to say something that you love from your childhood and then have someone just dismiss it as, ah, that's garbage, (laughs) without barely knowing what it is. I always find that to be a funny device. All right, let's take a break. Uh, Clay Ferrero is going to join us in the next segment. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Hawk and Crowder. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. By the way, Queens of the Stone Age are coming to Hard Rock Live in May. You could win tickets. You just go to WQAM.com. 
and click on contests and you can enter for your chance to win right there. It's a Live Nation show. I, uh, I had mentioned that a couple times yesterday. People texted in. Wait a second. There's nothing up there. It's up there. There was an error yesterday. It's up there. So if you want to uh, enter to win the tickets for uh, Queens of the Stone Age, go see them at Hard Rock Live. Just go to WQAM.com. Click on contests. Enter to win right there. Clay Ferrero is on the Toyota of Hollywood hotline. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms. Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Clay Ferrero from Local 10 here in Miami. How impressed with you uh, with the heat were you, Clay, last night? You know, second night of a back-to-back for the Kings, but who gives a bleep? Uh, heat very depleted. How impressed were you with that particular victory? Well, a lot more impressed than I am with Solana today because he answers the phone or he calls me, and, and when I say hello, he says, hey, uh, we have enough, like talking about the heat. And he goes, well, actually, we don't have enough. Crowder isn't here today. Say that again? I'm a little confused. What did you tell him, Solana? Solana said that you guys don't have enough on your show today. Instead of the whole we have enough with the Miami Heat, he said, we have enough. Well, actually, we don't have enough. Ah, So he's like throwing the entire group of you guys under the bus. I I just, it's like he's got fake guts. He talks about guts. Fake guts guts on this show, Solana? You know, Clay, sometimes you don't have to bring up the conversation you and I have on the phone. Like, you know, it was just a a harmless little way to tell you Crowder was out today. But I see you, Clay. I see you throwing me right under the bus. So you were trying to embrace the the heat mantra, we have enough. Right. And you turned it into a little, hey, heads up, Crowder's not in today. Uh huh. And uh, so you made it. You made it cutesy. I, it I made it cutesy. cutesy, and and you know I do believe we have enough on the show. It 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 wasn't that deep, Clay. But you know apparently not everything is private nowadays, Hawk. You know I mean Clay's just. Uh, don't you think Clay better than we have enough? Don't you think it should be I the Heat, which is what Jimmy Butler believed Nikko Jovich was trying to say. I the Heat. <laughs> that was great. I the Heat. I the Heat. <laughs> Shouldn't that be the new mantra? I the heat. That was so good. By the way, Solana, it's like 80% of the time that I immediately throw you under the bus with something that you said in our, our, our <laughs> chat beforehand. So, like, you should know me better by now. I should. I should. That's Every time I'm going to throw you under the bus. Um, <laughs> no, can, can I tell you something about that, that Jimmy Butler, Nikola Jovic thing? That, and I'm not – I don't want to make too much of this, but I'm going to. Um, the, you're talking the about the watch party? Seeing, well, the stuff that you're seeing, I think, on Jimmy Butler's social media, I think, is 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 kind of important. Um, and you know, you go back to what I think it was Sunday, where he brought, I think, it was Kevin Love, Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson, Bam Adebayo. It was, I mean, it was like half the team uh, up to Napa, and they were just chilling. Jaime Jaquez Jr. up there, and they got pictures of them all up there. And then last night, hanging out with Jovic and watching the game. I. When you go back through Jimmy's social media over you know his his time here, most of the time during the season, it's him and the guys that he trains with, him him and the people who who are are in his his inner group. And uh, Jimmy is somebody who he uh, he trusts a very small number of people around him and uh, and trusts them implicitly. And and those are the guys that you typically see him with. I think it's really interesting that. Ever since Kyle Lowry was traded and and you had that players film session where all these grievances were aired, it it feels like you're seeing Jimmy Butler taking on more of, of a leadership role. And I don't I don't think that's accidental. I, I think that 
that there's something really important and, and very pointed about that. I totally agree with you on that. I think that's his way of saying, yeah, it's my team, but I have deep belief in these guys, like deep belief. You won't just see me on the court with them. You're going to see me during my free time with them. And I think that goes a real long way with those guys. I think Jimmy's embrace of Duncan Robinson over the past couple of seasons has made Duncan Robinson who he is. Oh, I, I agree completely. And what I, what I thought was really interesting is I, I forget which game it was recently where something happened and, and he immediately goes over and like yells at Duncan Robinson. But it wasn't in a it's almost like in the past, maybe Jimmy would have just like kind of shrugged it off and gone down. But he's taking the time now. And this is not like, oh, Jimmy all of a sudden cares. No, I, I think there, there's a part of Jimmy that feels like his leadership is is more by example and it's hey go out and, and do whatever it takes for the team and uh you know whether that's scoring 50 or, or 12 and and just pointing out defensive assignments whatever but i don't i don't know that he's always especially in the regular season been like a a get up in your grill type of guy in in the moment in games right i mean it's and i think that's where people kind of misunderstand sometimes the oh jimmy's checked out he doesn't care it's not that he doesn't care it's that all right, in the moment, in the regular season, I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z. But I feel like something happened, and we're never going to know what exactly was discussed in that film session because the Heat don't let anything out. But I feel like there was something that came out of that where somebody looked at Jimmy and said, we kind of need you to be our leader here. And, it, and, and Jimmy, I think, kind of may have recognized, maybe for me, I, I only need to do this in the playoffs. But for the rest of these guys, I, they can't all just flip a switch. And again, I, I'm just speculating here, but I do think it's really interesting to see how a, a switch is kind of flipped relative to the leadership style and how it's at least being shown in public rather than just in private. Talking about flipping the switch, I saw someone, I think it was in an Ask Ira column, and the, and the person was essentially suggesting that, hey, I've seen enough regarding the heat. And you really could just mail it in this point to the playoffs. You know, like they have enough to tear through the postseason again. We've seen enough flashes of it. And even last night, you saw that they can come together, even missing three of their key guys. They could all come together and do their thing like, hey, we don't have to put too much credence on the rest of the regular season because come postseason, you can already see this team. They, they have enough. So I agree with the first part of that, and I, I think I, I think if you follow this team enough, you know that they do have enough, and you know that they will have enough to potentially make a run like that. I think where I would kind of caution things is just assuming that they can make the choice to flip that switch, because I, I think one of the things that's kind of like uh, glossed over about that playoff run last season was they were minutes away from this whole thing being done i mean fourth quarter they're losing to the bulls oh were they down eight in the fourth quarter i mean it was it looked bad bad and and this was done go back and look at everybody's tweets from from that moment in the game i'm guessing that all of us included were just like yeah "Yeah, what a disaster of a season so if you were choosing if you if you felt like you could choose to just flip that switch at any point wouldn't you have done it in the atlanta game so you wouldn't have even gotten to that game wouldn't you've done it earlier in in that Bulls game to where you're not Fair feeling point. like you're fighting for your life down the stretch. I, I just, I, where I would caution is just the idea that, that you can just 
turn it on and off. I, I think a lot of this stuff has to happen organically. And I, that's why I kind of point to that, that film session from a couple of weeks ago when things started to change. And, and I, I, again, this is, this is me reading way too much into stuff. I think by trading Kyle Lowry, I think you've also kind of allowed Kevin Love and, and Jimmy Butler to kind of step more into the, the veteran leadership type role and, and, their version of how they're going to run things is, I think, a little bit better for for this group. And and I think there are no more questions anymore as far as who is the, the group of veteran leaders on this team. And again, I think if you just kind of pull those guys out of the mix completely or just flip that switch off and say, we're going to turn it back on in the playoffs, I think there still needs to be more of like, uh, all right, how are we going to lead these guys? How are we going to go through things? And I think a lot of that has to happen in the regular season and kind of navigate through that so that you're ready for the playoffs as opposed to just saying, yeah, we're going to flip the switch once it's time. Yeah, and beyond that, Clay, I mean, look, I, I was ex- as excited about last night's win as anybody. And, you know, the Heat, 8-2 and two over the last 10 after ending that seven-game losing streak. Clearly, you know, we could say flip the switch or they're just kind of piecing things together. They're trying to get healthy. But yesterday, 30th starting lineup, in whatever it's been, 52, 53 games. Um, but they're 18-8 and eight against below 500 teams. They'll get a chance to improve to 19-8. and eight. Is there still some doubt in your mind that they can compete with the best of the best in the Eastern Conference if they're healthy? Because I, I think, you know, as much as we want to say they can put it together and this is a, a team that we've seen enough, they'll be fine in the, in the, the playoffs – they haven't really proven it on a consistent basis against the best teams this season. A consistent basis, they haven't shown it yet this season, but to, to your first part of the question, do I think they can? I absolutely think they can. Now, again, I think that's kind of navigating through the regular season and figure out what the best version of yourself is so that you can unleash that in the playoffs. And I also think that, look, when you go up against Boston, let's assume, let's assume they, they do go on this run and, and Boston is the best of the best. Like I'm, I'm not going to like sit here and down them at all. I think you're going to have to figure out, okay, what is our plan for Porzingis, assuming he's healthy for this, for this series? Who are we going to let beat us? What is our plan for Drew Holiday? You're, you're going to have to figure out how to do it. That's the team that I think you're going to have to kind of like tinker a little bit compared to what you did last year, because Drew Holiday and, and, and Porzingis changed so much of what they do. But I do think they have the ability to do that. I, I, I'm not going to put anything past Spo in this group in a seven-game series. The, the only other team that gives me a little pause in the East is the Knicks. And, like, I know that's exactly what Heat fans don't want to hear. And, and uh, uh, you know, years of the, the rivalry kind of, like, leave you seething about the idea that that may be a team that could give you trouble – but when they're fully healthy with OG Ananobi and, and Julius Randle back and, and having that guy in Brunson who can make the big shots, like that's the team that I'm, I'm a little bit like if you play them in a series, even if you beat them, you're going to be beaten up. And, and for the next series, it'll be tough. So, no, I, I, I have no doubt that they can beat anybody in the playoffs. But those are the two teams I think they're going to have to figure out the best versions of themselves and and what they can unleash once they play them in the playoffs and what different versions of, like, the zone will work against those teams. That's what you got to figure out between now and, and the playoffs to make sure that you're at your best. Clay, is this the first time you've spoken with Solana since he's gotten engaged? I don't think uh, you've spoken with Solana since he came back from Italy. I don't Italy think I games. have, man. My condolences to to your bride to be. <laughs> Would I you like, like to give him any words so of wisdom? Much better. <laughs> how long? How long have you been married, Clay? 
Uh, it is going to be 13 years in in July. Wow. Impart yeah. some words of wisdom on young Solana here. So for the wedding itself, I was given the best piece of advice that I followed, and that is you are a prop. You are nothing but a prop at the wedding. You were just there to make the bride look good. And you have to do your best between now and the wedding to, like, listen to everything she asks you. And instead of giving your opinion, figure out what you think her opinion is and and mm. try to agree with it by making it seem like it is also your idea. Uh, so that's the wedding prep uh, advice that I, I would have. And as as far as as far, <laughs> as far as being married itself goes, I, I can't remember the exact quote from Rosie Perez in White Men Can't Jump, but it was something to the effect of like uh, sometimes even when you win, you lose. Well, when it comes to any sort of uh, argument, debate, discussion in marriage, as the man, whenever you win, you lose. Just remember that. Whenever you win, you lose. Hmm. It's going to be a problem for him because he's got a lot of me in him. And he the way that he comports himself around her reminds me of a young me around my wife before I was beaten down and understood the realities <laughs> of marriage. It's been 26 years. But at the beginning, for a guy with the personality that Solana has, because I can see he's even nodding his head now, but he's thinking to himself, nah, it's my way or the highway. But you find out pretty quick, Clay, that... Uh, it's a lonely road when you're on that highway. Here's another one of my favorite parts about marriage. And by favorite, I mean the one that like makes me want to uh, pull my hair out prematurely is, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell my wife something like, hey, uh, this this would be a really good idea, a really good addition to our house or something like, hey, I really think we should do this. And it just gets like completely uh, like <laughs> completely ignored or just like brushed aside. Then two weeks later, she'll be like, hey, babe, so I was talking to my friend XYZ, and she said, maybe we should really think about doing this, the exact yeah. same thing that I had suggested two weeks earlier. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just looking at her like, <laughs> yeah. am I not here? <laughs> like, I like, I not like this one. I like this one. She'll tell me in February, hey, we're going to go out with the uh, the Coets in uh, June, uh, second week of June. Oh, Okay. Hey, I, I, why, why are you making plans this early? Well, all of a sudden, second week of June rolls around. It's like an hour before we're supposed to meet them. And she'll be like, are you hugging? You're not getting ready. Now, for yeah. what? Because <laughs> yeah. we're going out with the Coets. I go, when did you tell me that? I told you in March. You told yes. me in March. Yeah. But she thinks yes. because she told me that's it. Like she's absolved of everything. The moment she tells me something, she's absolved. that She's told me. So I, I need to be reminded of things or write them on the calendar. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, those are, that's another fantastic. I mean, I'm I'm sure that like if we all sat around at uh, at, uh, at an establishment with some adult beverages, we could like come up with a bunch of these that we can't say on the radio, Solana. But um, yeah, yeah, good luck with that. Well, maybe if you and Will and Andy Slater invite us once in a while to go have uh, have dinner, you know that that could happen. Uh, how can I put this? Uh, Andy Slater is like the last one that you would want to talk to about anything marriage related because <laughs> he's single. So uh, and and I don't think has any plans. Actually, and, uh, that would be a fun conversation, though. Actually. Sounds sounds like I need to talk with Andy Slater. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe okay. You know what? You just changed my mind. We do all need to get together and uh, and so you can get like all the differing perspectives.
Yeah. Clay Ferrero. He knows. He's been there. Solano will be there. I'll be long gone. Hey, Solano, you'll hey, be having look, this conversation let, with uh, some young buck. <laughs> let me say this before you, you, you let me go, though. Wouldn't change a thing. Would not change a thing. I mean that 100%. I mean, joke around. Oh, neither would, would I. It would cost me an arm and a leg. I mean, this is just, <laughs> I am in too deep at this point. Okay. I know what you're saying, Clay. Uh-huh. Understood. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> not what I'm saying. For when this is played gotcha. back, it inevitably sent to my wife. Understood. Wink, not wink. What I'm saying. <laughs> They're sucking the life out of us, Clay. Let's just be honest about it. All right, I'm just teasing. Uh, uh, Clay it's Ferrero. Like a code word right now. <laughs> Use your safe word, and I'll let you go. All right. See you, Clay. Later, guys. There you go. Clay Ferrero from Local 10. Let's take a break. We'll come back with more Hawkman and Crowder. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. We've. Got guts. Cock and Crowder. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.